Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Yes, I just want to add my um, my thanks for people who have given their testimony tonight and most nights. Um, just want to also add that these testimonies have encouraged me, um, helping, you know, um, me as well as others as we go through this time. Um, as you know, one of my close and dearest friends passed away, so um, still going through that grief. And others too, right? They're going through periods of grief. Some have illnesses, stuff like that, their family. And this song the Lord gave me this week, and it comforted me. And I hope that it will also comfort those who are going through these things at this time. Okay, hope you will be blessed. You look for love in a grand day. Warm bright, hope, faith, and replace your back on another day. In the golden depths of windy eyes, we're just not sure enough. Jesus will still be there. His love will never change. Sure as a steady rain, Jesus will still be there. When no one else is true, he'll still be loving you. When it looks like you've lost it all, and you haven't got a prayer, Jesus will still be there. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, Sister
when you're just not sure Jesus will still be there. His love will never change. Sure as a steady rain, Jesus will still be there. When no one else is true, he'll still be loving you. When it looks like you've lost it all, and you haven't got a clue, Jesus will still be there. Jesus will still be there. His love will never. Charlene for blessing our hearts with a beautiful song. Jesus will still be there. Praise the Lord. And we will continue to pray for you, my sister. Praise God. Praise God. At this time, we're going to invite Brother Patrick to the Button to Christ line. Want to say happy Sabbath, Brother Patrick, and welcome. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, happy Sabbath um, to everyone. Thank you, Sister Lisa. God is awesome and powerful. Um, just want to say a few things before we get into the Word. We know the time is well spent. Just want to let um, Sister Ione know that I've been praying for David, and I'm so grateful I have to give him a call. I've been really put him in, in my prayer because I had a dream and I was really praying for him this week. So I just want to praise God. Um, Sister Nicole, uh, praise the Lord for little baby, even though I didn't hear the baby name, but we are praying for her. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to say thanks to Sister Andrea from California, just letting you know that Sometimes God put us in a predicament to show us that he is God. You know, because sometimes we wonder, don't God own everything? Why am I not having this good job and things work well? Sometimes God is preparing us for something greater. So he will keep us. You heard Sister Walters always testify of the blessing. And what happened when the Lord blessed her like that? then her faith will grow because the Lord have a purpose. Also, we want to welcome back Sister Del here from uh, U.S., back 
Canada. I know we could hear her clearly, so we know she's back in Canada. Praise the Lord. And also, we want to just let you know to continue to pray for the Button to Christ family. All of us pray for Sister Marilyn, who usually do the lesson study with Sister Charlene. Keep her in prayer. She's a powerful woman of God, and let us lift her up in prayer. So, without further ado, the word is going to be brought to us tonight by Sister Anita from St. Lucia. We have some connection with St. Lucia because, you know, we know so many people there. We have so many people connected with us from St. Lucia. Wow. St. Vincent, too. Trinidad. We don't. <laughs> you know, last Sabbath, we were able to interview Dr. Ocho from Trinidad. It's so powerful when we're able to connect around the world. This Sabbath, we're going to be hearing from Jamaica and what's happening with the COVID out there. But before we do, I just want to say a short prayer for Sister Anita before she comes. Father in heaven, we are so grateful and thankful for everyone tonight who is on your prayer line, who whom you have touched, and we are asking you tonight to empower your people to just cover us with your grace, with your mercies, and just continue to supply our needs. Remember David, remember Sister Andrea, remember Sister Nicole's family and her newborn, and remember Sister Dell, Sister Walters, and also Sister Marilyn. Father, we thank you for Brother Frank, who is in Jamaica, Brother Royce, and all those who are listening, Lord, Sister Long, and many others, you know every name, Lord, and you know everyone who has been connecting to Button to Christ, who have been blessed, and whose needs have been supplied to your power and your glory. Remember your daughter now as she brings the word with fire and power, Sister Anita. We just want to thank you, Lord, for covering her and anointing her with your grace and mercy. We thank you now for hearing as she present the word. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Welcome, Sister Anita. Happy Sabbath. Go ahead, my Happy sister. Happy Sabbath. Praise the Lord. Welcome. Happy Sabbath. Welcome. Can you hear me clearly? Well, we hear a little bit of echo, but a little bit of echo. Okay. Want to make sure we get the word clear. Undiluted, clear sister. Praise the Lord. Is it better now? Yeah, much better. Yeah, because if we oh, can't sorry. hear you, we're going to stop you, you know, because we want to get the word okay. fully yeah. clear. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. No problem. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Praise my God. Thank you so much, Brother Patrick and Sister Alicia and everybody else. Happy Sabbath to everyone on the line tonight. Our God has truly proven yet again that he's evil, that he's faithful. Just listening on um, to the, the, the many um, praise reports and the testimonies that came in, I am joining in with everybody else because God has truly come through for us this week, my husband and myself, and he continues to show and prove that he is faithful. So tonight, I have just been so inspired to share a, a, a short message on the power of the cross. 
the power of the cross. And it's very important that we understand that great sacrifice that Jesus Christ made on the cross. When we understand that sacrifice, our lives would be different. The way we live, the way we we move, the way we interact with people will be very different from what it is today. Beloved, in our world, there are many famous relics, many monuments in every country, in every part of the world, which signifies victory, success, peace, or the fortitude of that nation. Among the many relics or monuments that that we see around the world, I would like to mention just three very famous ones. One of them is the Rushmore National Memorial. It is a sculpture, and those of you from the United States would know it very well. It is a sculpture of four United States presidents, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln. And these, the, the, the images of these four presidents, it's, they're carved into the granite face of Mount Rushmore near Keystone in South Dakota. This memorial set in the mountain is a spectacle to thousands. It is about six, a 60-foot sculpture, which covers approximately 1,278 acres, and it is 5,725 feet tall. Now, this is, this is interesting um, when we look at this memorial, the Rushmore National Memorial. The next um, very interesting relic or monument is found in Edinburgh, Scotland, and it's situated on top Carlton Hill. It is another famous spectacle called the Nelson Monument, a commemoration tower in honor of Vice Admiral Horatio Nelson. This monument stands to remind the people of Scotland of Nelson's victory over the Spanish and the French in the Battle of 1805. It was this battle, according to history, which won them their independence and cost Nelson, their brave commander, his life. The next very interesting and well-known um, monument or a very famous relic is the Great Wall of China. It is a series of fortifications which stretches from Shanghai Mountains, from the Shanghai Mountains in the east to Lop Lake in the west along the edge of Mongolia, and that is situated in China, right? It is known as the longest man-made structure in the world. From records, it appears that about 300,000 soldiers and 500,000 common people were involved in building that wall. People from all walks of life have visited this great wall built as a military fortification for China against its enemies. But friends, tonight, I'm not 
going to spend too much time on earthly monuments or relics or memorials. I want to take us mentally 2,000 years ago to a place where there stood the world's most extraordinary memorial. It was a day in history never to be forgotten. This memorial stood as a symbol of victory in the greatest battle of all time, the great cosmic warfare between good and evil, between Christ and Satan. And that battle is still raging. Hanging there on a hill called Calvary, on a Roman cross, was the Son of God, Jesus the Christ. And 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 17 and 18 tells us, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross, and take close attention to that, beloved, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved. What is the preaching of the cross? It is the power of God. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you. We thank you because you are God. You are our creator. You are our maker. You are our friend and our redeemer. Tonight, as we listen to your word, come down, draw near to us, O oh God. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Transform us with your power and help us, oh God, to recognize that when we turn it all over to you, you are able to do a new thing in us. Lord, teach us your ways. Speak to us now, we pray, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen. Do we truly understand the real meaning of this sacrifice? Do we really grasp the true meaning of the cross? Very few of us understand the real meaning of Christ's suffering and death on the cross, beloved. We have only a dim comprehension of the conflict he passed through and the kind of agonizing death he experienced. Oh, could our eyes only open to grasp the true significance of his sacrifice. There would be no more miserable collaborating with Satan. Our weakness would be turned into courage and victory. Why do so many treat casually the events of the cross? Surely because they do not understand what their salvation cost the Son of God. It is only when we know the cost of something, beloved, that we begin to appreciate it. We value most highly that which requires the greatest investment or sacrifice. Listen to what Ellen G. White says in the book, The Great Controversy. Listen to what she says closely. Satan 
contended with Jesus from birth. I want to pause there a while. Is Satan contending with us? God-fearing people, people who have entrusted our life into the hand of our almighty God? Is Satan contending with someone listening on the prayer line tonight? From birth, from the moment you came into this world, when you look back at your life, have you seen the instances where the enemy of Christ has become your enemy and has been against you? Well, it's not new, beloved, because Satan contended with Jesus from birth. But, Ellen White says, it was at the cross that he unleashed his fatal and final blow on Christ. All of the kingdom of darkness came up against Jesus. Can you imagine having the entire demonic realm against you? Oh, yes, beloved. A God who loves you and I more than we could ever or will ever know, made the decision to stand against all the forces of darkness to buy your freedom, to buy my freedom. Christ understood that without his death on the cross, we would remain weak against the powers of darkness. And he knew it would cost him everything, even his very life. Isaiah 53, verses 3 and 5 says, He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. But he was wounded for our salvation for our transgression, sorry. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Do we really understand what this text is saying? The anguish that Jesus went through? He was rejected. He was abandoned. He was falsely accused. He was left alone. John 16, 32 says, Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that he shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. That's Jesus speaking to his disciples here. But he ends with a very powerful statement. He makes it clear that every man will leave him alone. And yet, says Jesus, I am not alone because the Father is with me. So Peter denied him in his greatest hour of need. His disciples deserted him. The church rejected him. The church falsely accused him. Can we understand this? Yet he had to endure it all. At this point, it was not as bad because while all humanity deserted Christ, his father stood with him. But a time came when even that 
was no more. So we, in understanding the cross and that powerful sacrifice that Jesus made, we are to recognize that Christ didn't just die the first death physically, but he died the second death. It is so important to note that on the cross, Christ died the second death. Only then will we be able to fully understand why God the Father turned away from his son on the cross. There is a song that says it must have looked like rain, a song I love very much, when 10,000 angels cry. And, and the song goes on to say how the father turned his face away. And some people believe that it was because of the pain and the agony or only because of the pain and the agony that Christ was going through. That is why the father left him. I want to bring to your attention tonight that during his terrible sacrifice on the cross, angels were not permitted to minister to him. Jesus had to be treated as though he were guilty of every terrible sin which has ever been committed or will ever be committed for those who will accept him or everyone upon planet earth that sacrifice was paid he took the guilt of every man and woman boy and girl under the weight of that condemnation and guilt he sweat great drops of blood and fell fainting to the ground in the garden on Golgotha's hill shut off from the approving presence of his father he cried out in that moment my god my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Understand that sin separates us from God. And it was the same for Christ. When he took on all the sin of the world, that sin separated him from his God, from his Father. Was the price too high? The price of redemption had been paid. Was it too high? For multiplied millions, it was an empty investment, a wasted sacrifice. They would likely esteem the entire transaction and reject it out of hand. But what about you, beloved, tonight? Now that you see a little clearer what it costs, do you find yourself responding to the investment he made in your salvation? When Jesus breathed his final breath, when his body hung limply on the cross, the kingdom of darkness rejoiced. Their song of victory roared with great intensity, but they did not understand what the death of Christ brought to humanity. Before the cross, we had no strength, beloved against the forces of Satan. We were destined to be defeated, but at the cross, victory was assured to every believing soul who accepts Jesus. And I say, blessed be the name of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I say, praise his name that we have victory tonight. I say, blessed be the name of the Lord because we can triumph in his victory. 
So what kind of victory do we have? Through the cross, Jesus gave us victory over sickness. Isaiah 53, we just read it, reminds us that we actually have power over sickness through the death, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. A price was paid for our healing. It says in verse 5 of Isaiah 53, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes, we are healed. And this reminds me of the beautiful song which says, Jesus, keep me near the cross. There's a precious fountain, free to all. It's a healing stream, and it flows from Calvary's mountain. Oh, friends, tonight, through the cross, I want to remind you that Jesus gave us not only victory over sickness and suffering, but the cross of Christ gave us victory over sin. Matthew one twenty one said, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people not in their sin, but from their sin. In Galatians 6.14, Paul says, May I, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. When we understand who paid it all, who laid it all on the line, who gave it all for you and I, there will be no pride, no self-glory, no self-exaltation. We will humble before the feet of Jesus. First John 3, 8 says, he that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Wow. Wow. Tonight, beloved, I present to you Jesus Christ who gave us victory through his death over suffering and sickness. Through his death on the cross, he gave us victory over sin. And the song tells us, would you be free from your burden of sin? There is power in the blood. Oh, power in the blood. Would you all over evil a victory win? There is wonderful power in the blood. Through his death on the cross, Jesus reconciled us to the Father. And peace was wrought between us. He bridged the gap. He bridged the, 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 the separation between us and the Father. Your sins have separated you from me. That's 
what the word says. Colossians 1, 19, 20 says, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. It was through the blood of his cross, the blood of the, the death that Christ suffered, the blood that was spilled. It was through that we were reconciled to God. Second Corinthians 5.21 adds more and says, He, God, made him Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf, so that we might become the righteousness of God, not in ourselves, but in him, that's Christ Jesus. And Second Corinthians 5.19 says, To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, not laying upon us the sins that we have committed and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. What we deserve was lifted, placed on the Son of God, that we might be reconciled to the Father. And the song says, Jesus is the answer. For the world today, above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. And the, the Bible reminds us that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I remember that there was a, a show, a talk show with Oprah Winfrey, this famous um, host, talk show host. And I remembered one of the things she, she was propagating was, was that there are many ways to Christ, very many paths. You could choose whatever path you want and we'll all get to the same destination. You don't really have to go through Jesus. And this Christian woman stood up in the audience and disagreed with her outright and said, no, Oprah, you're wrong. There's only one way, one way, according to the word of God. And that way is through Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, friends, tonight through the cross, I want to remind you that it was through the cross that Jesus gave us victory over the powers of darkness. When I first came to No Button to Christ, I thought I was listening to a movie, you know, um, listening to people like Brother Patrick and, and the prayer team, Sister Michelle, and, and how people are just praying and, and seeking God with, you know, with with power with, with faith, believing him in his word, trusting that word, and declaring deliverance, declaring healing. And as I, as I encountered and I listened more, I recognized that, wow, we as God's children need to stand on the word of God and believe that we have power over the forces of darkness, and we need not fear, we need not be afraid. And beloved, as you begin to understand the sacrifice that Jesus made, we will then stand straight as possible, erect, if you, if you like, 
We will stand. We will not shake or, or flee from, from demonic attacks, but we will stand. And I, I can never forget when I was attacked by the enemy and I would literally flee from, from the, the place where he was attacking me. And what the Lord was trying to do, he was trying to show me that you do not really take me at my word. And so I found myself, you know, in this conflict with the enemy. And the Lord did not intervene as he would normally do. And he did not shield me. And he said, no, you need to grow. And beloved, it was through that experience I came to recognize that God's word is powerful. And I recall standing one day and I said, I'm not running anymore from you, Satan. And I took authority. I stood on the word of God. And in the name of Jesus, I said to the demons that were trying to scare me and, 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 and were confronting me. And I declared to them right there and then. In the year 2016, it was, and I said, I am not running anymore. You have to leave. I am not leaving. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I commanded them to leave. And beloved, I heard the rushing of the wind, and I heard some noises. And up to a day like today, the enemy, I know I am shielded. What about you? I know I am covered. What about you? I am not saying that the enemy will not attack in various ways forms and, and manners, but beloved, when we are anchored, when we are covered under the blood, when we claim that atonement, that sacrifice, when we are holding on to that cross, that emblem, that relic that seems so long ago, when we hold on to that sacrifice, we can tell the enemy, no, you have no hold on me because I was bought by the blood of the son of the living God through the cross. We have victory over the powers of darkness. Colossians 2.15 says, And having spoiled, that's what Jesus did at the cross, principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Colossians 1.11-14 says, Strengthen with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering, with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which have made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. And through the cross, finally, Jesus gave us victory over death. Not just the first death, but the second death. First Corinthians fifteen fifty four to 57 says, So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And beloved, just allow me to turn your attention for a moment 
to drive the final point home to the Battle of Waterloo, which took place in Belgium in June 18, in, in June 18, 1815. This marked, this battle marked the final defeat of Napoleon Bonaparte, who had conquered much of Europe in the early 19th century. Through a series of wars, he expanded his empire across Western and Central Europe. His goal was to take over the entire world. After his disastrous defeat at Waterloo, Napoleon met with all of his leading generals and he said, come, come, I need to analyze this battle and see how our strategies were flawed. In the course of their discussion, the general pointed at England on the colored map of Europe before them and said bitterly, and England was a small dot on that map. And this is what Napoleon says, except for that red spot, I would be master of the world. Today, I believe Satan is saying the same thing, except as he points to that time, that place, with that person hanging on a cross 2,000 years ago on a hill called Calvary, the place of the skull. And I love this because the Bible says it's called the place of the skull, Calvary. And if you go back to the promise, the first promise made by God to the devil, it says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. You will bruise his heel, but he will bruise your head. And beloved, it was a fatal blow to the head of evil and darkness. That's what the cross did. That's what Christ did. Oh, beloved, I can hear Satan saying, Except for that red spot, except for that dot, that cross on a hill outside the walls of old Jerusalem, except for that red spot at Calvary, I would have been master of the whole world. Aren't you thankful for that red spot at Calvary tonight? That red spot, that place where the blood of the Lamb of God spills? Aren't you thankful that that red spot at Calvary rescued this world from the control of our greatest enemy, Satan himself? This was the place, this was the time, and the contest that settled the destiny of planet Earth. Satan had been a defeated foe ever since, or has been. There, he received his hardest blow from an old rugged cross and from the Son of God who loved us so much that he came, he lived, he died, he was buried, and he now lives with power and all authority over the kingdom of darkness. I say glory be to God, glory be to his name, because he has never, never failed us. Matthew 10, 7 and 8 says, And as he go, preach, 
saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Many times I've heard the text being used, freely he has received, freely give, being attributed to tithes and offerings. But tonight I want to use it in its correct context, according to this scripture. Matthew 10, 7 and 8, it says, Jesus speaking, and as he go out, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is our commission tonight. We're blood bought, blood washed, and we are under the banner of Prince Emmanuel. Verse 8 says, preach, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Now I understand the purpose of Button to Christ ministry. Now I understand this powerful commission and mission upon all those of us who are part of this ministry and ordained by God to, to join it one way or another. We have been called to freely give what has been given to us. Healing, cleansing, being raised from the dead. Not just, I believe even physically, but some of us spiritually, all of us spiritually, we are given the commission to cast out devils. Beloved, this is the power of the cross. And let us never, never forget what Christ did at the cross. May we never see the cross the same. Just listen to this. Beautiful, beautiful message in song. Oh, to see the dawn of the darkest Christ on the road to Calvary. Tried by sinful men, torn and beaten men. Nailed to the cross of the the 
Now the daylight flees, now the ground beneath quakes as its maker bowed his head, curtain torn in two, dead are raised to life, finished the victory Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.